Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. I hope you're all doing really well. This is a new little addition that I'm going to do from time to time in the lead up to the Melbourne Marathon, the road to Melbourne, because what else would you call it? I mean, we're we're still nine months away from the Melbourne Marathon, so I thought it could be a, a little bit of fun just to share the journey with you. I know obviously a lot of you guys are marathon fans and ultra distance fans, and you know it's always interesting to hear about other people's training. I, I know I enjoy it. I've, I've always enjoyed listening to the boys on Inside Running speak about their podcast, and uh, sorry, speak about their training on the podcast. And it's just nice to hear about what's working, hear about what's not, hear about the headspace going into it. So I guess as a it's sort of like a double it's a double whammy this podcast it's nice for me actually just to be able to you don't want to say journal do you but yeah it's an opportunity to speak about the training and what's working it's also an opportunity for you to hopefully get some insights or some ideas as to to what might work for you so um this isn't going to take place of the main podcast by any means this is just going to be an additional little feature that we do in the lead up to Melbourne. So I hope it's something that uh, adds a little bit of colour, a little bit of flavour to your day. I know I find it really interesting speaking about training and the marathon's a really interesting event, isn't it? I ran my first one back in 2018 and if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me speak about the experience. It was a, I think the way that you'd explain the experience was it was an unplanned attempt at a marathon, which I know better than anyone it is irresponsible. <laughs> and it's a really bad approach to what is a, a really difficult event. And I think for me, in the lead up to that race, the, the biggest thing that I was a culprit of, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, don't ask me why, because I knew better, was just having a plan of, around a long run. My longest run, I remember I went out with Craig Huffer one day and I did a 30k long run. And I was like, yeah, that's that's sweet. That'll be that'll do the job. And then the problem was it was my longest run by about six or seven K. Everything else sort of went up to about twenty-three or twenty-four. And then I got out to the race having done like a whole heap of speed, endurance kind of work. I was running well over the short distances, but then when it came to the the actual longer sustained running pace, that's where I started to get into a little bit of trouble and so I learned really quickly I went through the half marathon point of my first marathon in Melbourne 2018 in I think it was an hour 19 and I was thinking how easy is running we were la- I was laughing with the pack that I was running in we we're all having a good time and then I thought I was about to be Ali Kipchoge I thought okay so the marathon's the easiest event ever <laughs> and then uh, no, I'm not kidding it got to the 23k point and uh, and I just started climbing stairs really badly. And I remember at about 24Ks, I was amazed at how quickly this event could humble someone. So uh, I'm going to do my best not to make that mistake again. But before we even get into it, before I even start speaking about why it is that I wanted to do these uh, this marathon, I think it was really interesting. I had had my best mate Jocker over at my house a few weeks ago, and he said, "Hey, don't you don't you miss the competitive element of running?" And the truth was, I, I really do. Like, I think a lot of the stuff that I do, I get my competitive outlet through the athletes that I coach. I'm really passionate about work. I've got about eight athletes that I work with one-on-one. 
at a uh, you know at a pretty close level and as a result i get to plan their training i get to structure their training i get to implement their training watch their progress hear about the excitement of the breakthroughs and i was pumped through that and then jocka said to me hey don't you miss that and i was like actually i think i do i remember laying in bed that night it was literally a month ago i was laying in bed and i was like ah oh, that structure element in your day is a really nice thing to incorporate and so i, I just started flirting with the idea a little bit i started thinking hey what would the training look like if i if I did get back into it. And until that point, I was probably only running two or three times a week. Like most of my attention is aimed at, as I said, coaching and you know, hopefully helping you guys as much as I can. But with me, I was running three days a week. I was in the gym three days a week. I was trying to do some stretching or some yoga a few days a week as well. Sometimes, obviously, if you just did the maths, then that would be nine days. So I was, <laughs> I was doubling up on some of those sessions. Um, but I was laying down, I was like, okay, well, I've got a bit of an idea about what it would look like. And I thought I would walk through that with you. Now, in my first marathon, my goal was to run sub three hours. But the problem with that goal was I started to run, I was running with Craig Mottram's group here in Melbourne, and he had he had Zach and Newman running in his group. He had a couple of triathletes, and they were all really good athletes, but they weren't training specifically for a marathon. So I just got caught up in their training. And before I knew it, I was like, okay, this will I'll just make this work because it wasn't a huge priority for me at the time. So I was doing monofartlek sessions and I was doing some K reps and things like that. As I said, all good stuff, but without the complement of a, a longer run on a Sunday or any defined build up in the long run or any longer tempo runs and things like that. So there's a few things that going into this marathon I'm going to be really focused on. Now, I say right now that my goal is simply to run, and I say to simply run. I know it's not that easy, but in black and white, my goal is to break three hours. I also think I'm capable of running a lot faster than that if I nail it. So I've got to try and find the balance in the lead up to the event as to what kind of form I'm really in, as to what kind of training I, uh, I really should be doing, and as to what kind of pace I should be going at. Because the, the mistake that I made last time was way overestimating how fit I was for a marathon and way underestimating how important that back-end fitness was for sort of the last 15 or 16 Ks of the race. So my goal is, all right, sub three, but I'll keep you posted on that. Maybe that will progress as we get a little bit further uh, along the line. So essentially, here's what's going on. The uh, It was the last day of December last year, 2022. I was here in Point Lonsdale and I saw, I saw some chick who looked as though she was flying. Like she looked really fit. She looked as though she was, she just looked like a good runner. You know that feeling or you know that that look that a good runner has, someone who's been doing it for a while. I was over at the the park with my little boy. She ran past and I was like, oh, I'd love to know what's going on here. And so she finished her run about two minutes later. I went over and had a bit of a chat. And I don't know if I've got her name right. Is it Sarah, Sarah Jai Singer? Have I said that right? She's married to a Sri Lankan guy and it's his Sri Lankan name that's throwing me off. I think it's Sarah Jai Singer. I'm sorry, Sarah, if you're listening to this and I've just completely butchered your name with the last name Popplestone. I appreciate that uh, there's a little bit of difficulty that goes on with surnames. But I said to her, I was like, oh, what are you training for? And she's training for a 24-hour race. We got talking. It was a Saturday and she said to me, hey, you're doing a long run tomorrow? And I said, well, you know what? I just had the conversation that I told you guys about just now with my best mate, Jocker. And in that moment, I was like, all right, Tice, I think you're officially training for your marathon. So from then... I, I kick-started the long run. I went out for 18Ks with Sarah on January the 1st, 2023. And, I mean, she was working me hard. She ran 27, nearly 28Ks on this run. We were averaging, I think we were averaging like 
4.35 or 4.30 pace for a lot of the run because uh, we were both looking at our watch and, and I was amazed that I was keeping up. I didn't realize I had that level of fitness and she was pretty happy with how the run was going as well. She had to do another 8K. I, I finished at 18K and she finished it at 27K, but it was just a nice little welcome. So here's my current plan. Here's where we're at. So currently we are January the 30th, Monday, January the 30th, which means we've still got literally, we've got nine months. We've got plenty of time to get really fit. So I've dedicated until June, I'm going to do three to four days of, of running per week. And in those four days, I'm doing the I'm doing a Sunday run. So at the moment, I'm just keeping all of that at 18 kilometers. Or if you're an American, that's what's that like 11 miles? And I'm not too worried about pace or anything. There, most of them seem to be between like four and a half minute K pace and five minute K pace, depending on who I'm running with and you know hills and elevation and how I'm feeling. All the usual stuff. The goal at the moment is just to feel as good as I can on those runs and to, to make sure that I'm going into them well prepared. Interesting thing about not having done any structured training for a while, structured in the sense of focusing specifically on the marathon, is I've noticed like on a Saturday, 18Ks for me now, like on a Saturday night when I know tomorrow I'm running 18Ks. 18K, I have respect for that distance. Now, I remember back when I was competing, at a, a relatively high level just for, for the state that I live in here in Victoria. I was sort of, I, I was like over 1,503K. I was sort of towards the front end of like a lot of the Victorian fields mostly, but then on a national level, that's where I started to get like a, a little bit of a workout by, <laughs> by some of the, the top end guys. So I was a I was a solid distance runner, solid middle distance runner, especially, especially if you're looking more locally. But then that ability to transfer that across to you know the longer stuff is more difficult but even then when I was running at that level 18ks it was it was just something that you did every week and for me I hadn't done it for so long that the idea of 18k seemed a little bit daunting so one thing I've noticed is I'm, I'm much more focused on making sure I'm well hydrated I'm making sure I'm sort of stretched up and limber I also in the last marathon that I was preparing for I had like a little bit of an Achilles pain a little bit of calf pain and that seems to be completely fine now through just some self-massage and I've got those little foam or paper cups in the freezer filled to the top with water where you can just sort of rub the the top of the ice over your plantar fascia and over your ankle and things like that and then as the ice melts peel away some of the cup and expose some more ice and that has been amazing for inflammation so touch wood the first sort of four weeks of of training though it is light compared to what it is going to be has has felt really good so started on January the 1st with with that workout then, okay, so from that point, I decided, all right, there's going to be four, th three to four runs a week. So I thought what I'll do is I'll go over the last week of training. I'll speak about how it felt. I'll speak about the progression. I'll speak about what I've noticed. And uh, then together, if you're interested, we can tune in and have conversations around that. If you've got any questions specific to marathons and marathon training that you're interested in me answering in these questions, as I said, I'll probably do them fortnightly or, or thereabouts. Uh, feel free to send them through to me on Instagram, just at Relax Running. So, uh, what are we today? I'm going back to last Sunday. I joined in with uh, with Nick Whiteman. So, Nick Whiteman is an athlete that I used to run with on a. a I used to race him a lot over 1500 and 5Ks, 3Ks in around like from 2010 to about 2014. Then I left the sport. He started to do some more marathon running, and I just randomly bumped into him up here in Ocean Grove. 
or, or in uh, Point Lonsdale probably a month ago as well, all these distance runners just seemed to come into my life and it was <laughs> like a, one of those moments where the universe has gone, hey, Tice, why don't you go run another marathon? So Nick and I got talking and we decided to catch up for some runs. So last week, last Sunday, January the 22nd, I ran 18Ks with Nick. We just went out along the, the Drysdale Rail Trail. So from my house out to Drysdale, I think it's about, I think it might be about 15 or 16K. So, and it's a really nice run you've got that gravel underfoot it's a nice path to run on um, you're out there amongst the cows and amongst nature and you don't have to cross roads and that's one thing I love about long runs is not having to worry about all right I'm gonna have to stop I'm gonna have to stop my watch and start again I just like to get into a bit of a rhythm I always find it easy if I can get into a little bit of a rhythm and just enjoy the conversation and um, you know try to think less about how far or how fast I'm running it's always a more enjoyable process I listened to uh, an interview with Ali Kipchoge on I think it's feel feel good live more or something along those lines there was a podcast with him where he spoke about that on a monday morning the kenyans will go out for 20 k's and they're not even thinking about running they're just it's just a big social group there's there's 50 of them and they're just having a laugh and he might sit off the back or in the middle of the pack and you're just getting towed along before you know it you've run 20 k's together and it's done i'm trying to make my sunday run as enjoyable as possible so i sometimes i like running by myself that's fine i'll chuck a podcast in yesterday i i um you know, just did 18Ks as well. I had a podcast in, listened to Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein. And that was a, enjoyable. But every my main focus, my main enjoyment is getting out there with a bloke like Nick. So problem for me is Nick is bloody fit. <laughs> He's very fit. So we went out and we ran that run in at like 428K pace. Good thing, the course that I was talking about, that Drysdale Rail Trail, it's pretty, it's pretty flat. Like there's not a whole heap of elevation. There's like a slight elevation gain, I think, on the way out. And then you just chuck a U-turn. So, um, yeah, what are we ticking off here? So it was it was mostly like first K was 443. And then pretty quickly, we just start hovering around 430s, you know, 425s, 420s. And, yeah, that brings the average down to about 428 by the time I'm finished. I don't need to go any faster than that at the moment. I'm not sure what that equals. I need to do the math. That's probably like a three hours 10, is it, for a marathon? I'm not sure. You do the math. Um, but that's fine for now. I've got no need to to go out and run any faster than that then last week was actually the first time i'd done four runs in a week so i i introduced a little 6k easy run a couple of days after that where i just ran at 525k pace and the idea there was i I actually feel quite good when i do recovery runs like that if i can go out and just roll the legs over even though i might feel a little bit rubbish on that particular run which I, i really did last week it was it was amazing i was looking at my watch going i think that's about five minute k pace and i saw a couple of 530s and i was like oh okay yeah you're you're in recovery mode um but i'm always thankful the day after so i don't think i told you the structure i'm doing it's going to be sunday long run tuesday very easy run or rest wednesday is going to be my session friday's like a medium longish run and then saturday's my my kind of rest day before i get back into the sunday one so then i got up on wednesday and my goal was to go out and do a 30 minute tempo it was on the same trail that i was just telling you about that i ran with nick the the beauty with this trail as i said is it's so smooth underfoot um there's no distraction slight elevation on the way out but you can find yourself in a real nice rhythm it was the second time that i had done this particular course as a tempo run the week before i averaged 350 2k pace for for 30 minutes and i was stoked with that i thought oh that's that's incredible like that was a a bit of a breakthrough for me because i hadn't really done that much work at that fast pace but i think muscle memory kicks in and all of a sudden you start feeling pretty good and then 
This week I went out and did the same session again and I've found just gauging pace is my biggest challenge at the moment because I've been away from running at a fast pace for a long time. I don't feel like I have that natural um, sort of just understanding about how fast it is that I'm running on the run. So last week I went out and I looked at my Garmin at like a, or Strava at um, about 600 meters in and said I was operating at 343 pace. So I was like, oh, I better slow it down. And then, so I slowed it down and I'll, I'll tell you my splits here. So this was a, a really cool session in the end. I went 349, 351, 351, 348, then 341. This is on the way back now, obviously. That 341 split was good because there was a couple of little rolling hills there. And then I went 342, 336, and then 334 for the last K. What I was focused on here, so that was an average, so I ran eight, thousand and thirty meters at 344 k pace it was the 30 minute tempo the the good thing about that run and one thing i was really proud of myself with was that last 5k in uh, sorry that last sort of not 5k probably the last two and a half k in a tempo run it can can start to get a little bit challenging but tempo runs you don't you don't want them to leave you on your hands and knees at the end of it so i was kind of impressed with how how cruisy i felt and this is the beauty with getting back into a sport that you haven't trained seriously and for a long time the first few weeks it's always exciting to see the progress and just to you know realize that you still got a little bit of speed in the legs so what i was most proud with was that last two and a half k i was just just really focused on making sure that even though i was getting a little tired my my technique was smooth that i was relaxed i was getting my breathing and i kept just doing like a little quick body scan which i love to do and make sure things were as relaxed as they possibly could be i got to the end and even better it definitely wasn't a like finish on your hands and knees kind of session though it was really good it was it was one of those sessions that you know when you leave and it inspires you to come back next week you know when you're out playing golf and you might have a rubbish round but you remember a couple of good shots that you had and you're like oh, okay well if i can just do that there's there's going to be some uh, some good progress so that's exactly what it was finish that uh 3k warm-up 3k cool down just i ran that one solo i'm going to try and line up a session with nick this week to maybe get um, dragged along with him um great session so that was a, a 14k session and then uh what was it friday went out for 8k easy again still had like a little bit of the residue in my legs from the wednesday session but once again it was just nice to get out and turn the legs over i think a lot of the time we overestimate we can pay too much attention to how our body feels when we're out just for those recovery runs if you're like me, just I think it's so important, and I've just made this decision in my mind that all right, if you go out on those recovery runs, a lot of the time you just feel rubbish because, and that's fine, because my goal with those runs is not to be running PBs. My goal is simply to recover or to build a bit more of an aerobic base. So last week that was a total of 44 k's. As I said, I'm going to run around sort of like 40 to 50 k's I think until June, and then probably a bit more like i'll probably build up to around maybe 60 or so and then from about june assuming my body's holding up well and i'm still having fun i'll i'll increase that like i'll start to really focus on increasing the long run and bring a bit more tempo vibes into the session i don't think i'm going to do any more than one session a week i think one session a week is plenty especially with marathon running your sunday run in some capacity especially as you get closer to the marathon turns into a session in itself like you can go out for your 30 to 36 k's but then within that, you'll probably do like a 30-minute 30 um, 30 pickup at marathon pace where you might run some 2Ks within that at faster than marathon pace. So by the end of that run, you, you start to feel pretty good. The thing I'm going to really work on this time 
and I'm going to focus on doing a lot better is making sure that on those long runs, my nutrition is nailed, my hydration is nailed. Um, I had Andy Blow on the podcast, who's a hydration expert over in the UK, and he's got some really good feedback. But then um, even just reading a little bit uh, about like Morton's, and it is Morton's, isn't it? That's what it's called. That I don't even know if I've said that right. I should have Googled that before I said it to you, to everyone listening here because now there's 5,000 people who realize I don't know the name of one of the most popular hydration uh, things in the world. But that's okay. I'm going to get around that. Uh, the other thing I want to get around and really open to recommendations is is shoes. I want to get a pair of racing flats or marathon style shoes. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on, on what you think are best. So if you've got any recommendations on what you love for the, the marathon, let me know your, your favorite shoes. I'm going to head into um, uh, the running company in Geelong in the next few weeks and get myself kitted out in you know some new shoes and um, a new kit and everything just so I can feel all motivated when I'm out there. Not super excited about the fact that I'm going to get, get really skinny by October, but I'm going to maintain three days a week in the gym to at least maintain that strength. I always feel like when it comes to injury and making sure my body's in good working order, just staying in the gym and doing some heavy lifting, is it just it really works for me. So that's one thing that I'm going to be consistent with. I'm going to go and work on my legs this afternoon. Um, yeah, so so that's it. I'll keep you posted on on the progress and things, and it, you know it feels a bit wanky sometimes just doing a hey here's how my marathon training is going. So I'd love this to be a bit more conversational. So if you've got any input, any feedback, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll read them out on the next episode. So um, hey, would love to love to hear from you specifically, especially if you're training for a marathon yourself. Um, be a, a cool place to catch up on a weekly basis and just talk about how that's all going. If you are an athlete looking for some coaching, don't forget um, I'm working with, I said, eight athletes at the moment. The maximum that I ever take is 10, just so every athlete gets you know, the, the, the attention that their training needs, deserves, all of that. So jump across to relaxrunning.com. Hit the coaching tab if you want. But uh, apart from that, guys, make sure you get in touch and let me know any questions or comments or whatever else that you, you, you would like to hear. Um, we can talk about that in the coming week. So, hey, this is a fun little feature. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back in the next couple of weeks with uh, The Road to Melbourne number two. Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com 